Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twin Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And we are Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Well, I'm Pastor Padrone, and I'm here today again with my co-hosts, Paul, Nick, and Dave. How's everyone doing tonight? Fantastic! I'm, I'm still recovering from two days of gluttony. Really? Ooh, yes, it was yes. a fantastic two days of eating, drinking, laughing, just pie. overall enjoying my family, and, uh, and pie. Yes, thanks, pie. Dave. I have to thank Dave for... Providing my family with uh, two wonderful apple pies. Did, did they is there measure up? Did they measure it, up to more, expectations? It, it more than measured up, my friend. Thank you so much. My parents awesome. and my brother and the whole family enjoyed it very, very much. You're fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nick, how Hi. was yours? Mine was full of food. Full of food. I started drinking at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yes. I started eating at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Even better. And I didn't stop drinking and eating and Till somewhere around 11 30, 12 o'clock at night. Did you have oh. a Crown Royal water break? No, of course not. <laughs> Crown Royal water breaks. Kidding me? That was for amateurs. I'm not an amateur. <laughs> Some humans <laughs> prefer hydration. <laughs> my hydration, my hydration was uh, Hennessy Paradise and that's not hydration. Some Hennessy <laughs> White and and you know. Various other whiskeys. Uh, well, this stuff smells like it's going to put hair on my chest. It will. It's delicious. Mm. It actually is good. This is actually the first time that I've had this uh, alcohol beverage that oh. we're, we're going to be pairing with the well, this there beautiful it is. cigar. All right. Well, the cigar we are starting out with tonight cigar. is the Moistra de Saka NLMTHA Lancero. According to the uh, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust website, uh, quote, moistra is the humble common word for sample. In Nicaragua, that takes on a more important, sometimes reverential meaning when used in a handmade cigar factory. A moistra is the vision of the ligador and the torcedor realized. It is the promise of a new experience and possibly the key to financial success for the fabrica, unquote. The cigars in uh, the Moisture Jasaka series are limited editions. Most of them come in seven-count boxes, each cigar in its own coffin. And they are meant to expand Saka's experience with tobacco, and in some cases, with sizes that he's not familiar with or that takes him out of his comfort zone. This cigar is one mm. such example. N-L-M... T-H-A stands for Now Leave Me the Hell Alone. Steve <laughs> is not a Lancero guy, and basically he did this to prove to himself that he could and to get people to stop asking him to make one. Uh, it is a Nicaraguan Puro wrapper binder filler, all Nicaraguan, and the size is a traditional Lancero 7 by 38 and uh, we are having this with the 724 single barrel Old Forester. Nice. Oh, yeah. And it is very good. Things up at the bar are incredibly busy. Mm-hmm. We busy. are thinking that uh, 
uh, Kendra, the potion master, will make it with us for the pipe section, hopefully. But uh, to help out, uh, she just dropped off the drinks and let us know what they were for this section. Thank you. Come again. And, um, you know, we're fortunate here at uh, Twins where we can have um, relationships with uh, a lot of these companies, in this case Old Forester, where Kurt is able to actually go to the distillery and mm. pick out a single barrel uh, that will only be available here at Twins. So, you yep. know, all Forester, you know, has that kind of taste to it. Mm. You know, you know when you're drinking a Forester. But this particular one, this exact one, you're only going to be able to get here. What are you guys picking up on this? Sweet, smooth, spicy, and that burn. Oh, yes. Mm, I get that. Oh, no. I get that oak. That I know you. <laughs> almost, you're you're uh, getting that yolk? Oak. 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 I'm not getting yolk. yolk. I hope not. I hope not either. I'm getting uh, some, some yolkiness. And the fragrance. Yolk's on you. Yes, it is. Um, Dave, have you tried it yet? Yeah, uh, twice, yes. And? Yes. Um, He's pushed it away. <laughs> no, it's it's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's all right. You know, I've had worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What What did you taste before um, you went blind? I got I to taste it. You know what I'm doing? It's sweet. Yeah. Um, I'm getting that oakiness. I don't know what the sweetness is, though. Um, I would have to say, for me, it's almost a, like a, a sweet almond, nutty taste to it. Yeah, there we go. Nutty, woody. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Definitely, definitely have the burn, although not as bad as some others. True. Um, oh, it's still, it's very good. Mm. Very, very good. Mm. Yeah, it's very nice. You definitely get that oaky taste with it, and I think it does go well with the cigar. I first, think so. first impressions. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm feeling very much like Steve Saka right now. My my cigar just kind of ashed after about an inch onto the floor, <laughs> and uh, you know Steve is is one who just lets the ash fall where it may. He's very into, you know, what's the word I should use? Um, Natural. Yeah, the natural course of events, you know, providence. Just let the ash fall where it may. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if there's an ashtray in front of you. Like I there is right here with me. Just you just let it go. Just let it go. Just, just let, let, it, let go. it go. Just like the song let says. Let it go. Ugh, I am so not looking forward to Frozen 2. Is anyone else out there horrified? Not me. I enjoyed... I'm, I'm a Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Why am I not surprised that you enjoyed uh, Frozen? Look, I, I'm were you a, drunk I'm when Disney you watched guy. it? I wasn't. I was not drunk. I just this I movie is amazing. I got, My God, <laughs> I got drunk after. I'll tell you that. Um, well, I enjoyed it. I'm a Disney guy, so you're a Disney guy. Uh, Pixar guy. Pixar Disney guy. So Pixar. the animations and stuff like that. Favorite Disney movie. Ooh, we know little, it's My Little Mermaid. Come on. It was. It's a Little Mermaid. <laughs> little Mermaid. Are you serious? Yeah. 100%. Awesome. Really? Yes. Yeah, Dan, wow. what was yours? Yeah, let me guess. Bambi. Uh, no, that would be The Incredibles, the original Incredibles, the Incredibles movie. Yep, that was fantastic. That was yeah. a good movie. That was that. I, uh, now, my girls loved watching that movie when they were little. It was one of the things that kept them quiet and in one place. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen The Incredibles about... 300 times mm. and I never got tired of it that's a good movie I, I like never it. got tired movie. of it and that th- movies like that 
impress me where yeah. you, you know what's coming you know but you it's, it's just still funny. so well done yeah. that you just enjoy it over and over it's just like the old bugs bunny cartoons yep. i mean i can uh, watch those over and over and over you know uh, the rabbit of seville oh, oh i love that that was come on absolutely that's a good one. <laughs> my favorite episode that's absolutely <laughs> Either that or rabbit season, duck season. That was oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Elmer Fudd. Mm-hmm. That, was that was a good, good one, yep. man. Uh, What's good. Opera Doc? That was really good too. Come yeah. on, I'm I'm also a big Animaniacs fan. I love the Animaniacs. But that wasn't that Disney was though, season. wasn't it? That wasn't no, Disney. That was a, but uh, as far as going back to the Pixar Monsters Inc., that was my jam. That was a good one. I like so Monsters Inc. Monsters yeah, Inc. I probably Nemo awesome. would probably have to be up there for me as well. Ne- yeah, Nemo. Nemo was a good movie. That was. Paul, have you seen any of these? Uh, no. Do you know what we're talking <laughs> about at all? I'm just smoking, letting you guys. Do you have a favorite out. Disney movie, Paul? Actually, I have to it's, take that it's back. Not an, it's not an old yeller. When he saw it, was underline the word old. Yeah, when he saw it, was young yeller. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dave. You're right. Lassie. Yeah, Lassie's a good one. <laughs> I would have to say it's 20,000. He's in the barn? 20,000 leagues under the sea. That goes to show you how old I am. Really? That's an oldie yes. right there. I, 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 I have no idea what you too. guys are talking about. I'm not into that. So what what would be all-time favorite movies, now that we're on the, the subject of movies, what is your all-time favorite movie, Dave? Predator. I could watch Ooh. that movie a thousand and Which one, one times, and I have the first one. The first one. A thousand and one times. I could just watch it. I did. My parents would leave me home. They'd go out, and they'd take me to Blockbuster to get a movie, and every single time, I got Predator. Mm. Love that movie. Not surprised. Paul, awesome. you said it was 20,000 Leagues in That's the Disney, team. but are you talking about all, all, of all time? All time. Oh, it's Rocky. Rocky? Yes. Great Which movie? one? The first one. The first one? The first one. I like, part, I like part two because that's kind of when they they go the distance a little bit and they kind of realize, okay, But the well, story of Rocky was the best. It, I mean, it showed uh, a, 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 just a uh, yeah. low-level boxer who got the chance to uh, fight for the title. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. You know that was based on a real guy, right? Yes, it, yeah, Chuck. Did you yep. know that it was also Sylvester Stallone's first, you know, like... Big movie? Uh, big movie. That is and correct. it was also... Uh, he insisted that the fights be real. He broke his nose three times making that movie, and he was also skinny before it. He bulked out specifically because he was just an author. Specifically, specifically, specifically. So there's We're a, there's a lot of this, really cool. There's a difference between the Pacific, which is an ocean, yeah. <laughs> and specific, which is a term meaning exact, exact, specifically about the Pacific. Pacific. <laughs> but typically, he bulked up. It's amazing. Burp. So, Danny, what's what's your all-time favorite movie? All-time favorite movie? Uh, you know, I have a hard time with Space that. Space Jam. I, I, uh, there are so many movies that, that I just love. Um, Lady Hawk. Lady yes, Hawk. that's one. Um, Lady and the Tramp? No, uh, Lady Hawk I, I saw 13 times in the theater. The Dark Knight. Uh, Dark Knight is incredible. Um you know, I might have to say The Princess Bride. Mm. Oh, yeah. That, my name is uh, Igor Montego. You my name my is Indigo Montoya. Prepare to you die. killed my father. Prepare to die. To die. <laughs> That's a good yes. one. Mine would you have... don't perchance have six fingers on your left hand. Do you always start conversations like this? His my way wasn't was very sportsmanlike. Oh, you just interrupt all I the time with, with inaccurate quotes. I just don't understand it. 
All right. Okay. So let's let's talk about the cigar. What are what are we tasting here in this Lancero? A little tobacco. This is this is, you know, uh, a cigar that, uh, you know, Steve Saka does not like the Lancero size. Ironically, our boss Kurt Kendall Love loves it. the Lancero size. Yeah. And, um, you know, so for Steve, this was a, a chance to kind of branch out and try his hand at something that he would not normally take on. Um, how's it working for you about, you know, how's the construction on this going? How's the burn? How's the flavor on this? Paul? The, the construction is very, very good. It's very even. Um, I haven't had to relight it at all. I've been smoking it now for about five minutes. Initially, when I first took the, the first few drawers, it, uh, it actually was a little funky a little little soury just a little bit mm. and then after the first few drawers i started picking up earth tones uh and some wood and on the retrohale and specifically i'm i'm been retrohaling this a little bit more than my average cigar picking up a little bit of the pepper yes yeah i get a little bit of pepper on the retrohale um i don't know if you guys get the undertones of sweetness coming across the palate a little bit um, yep. I get a little bit of that, uh, a little earthy, and I get that bite on the tip of my tongue as well. It's going pretty good. The when you say bite, what yes. do you mean um, in this particular case? Because I know it changes with yeah, whatever the so context I, is. I guess a little, uh, a little sharp black pepper. Okay. On the tip of my tongue, that it kind of goes quick. It it, it it comes across quick, mm -hmm. and then it just kind of disappears. So it's like oh, for me, it's almost. Just a quick bite, a quick hit of black pepper, and right. then it goes away. Mm. Yeah, nothing lingers at all. It's, no. it, it, it's very quick. Um, but but, <laughs> what, but the uh, what's pronounced? So many the, Steve Saka jokes jump into my mind, but I'll just withhold everything that is coming through my mind. What's really pronounced to me is really the earth tones. Yeah, very much. Dave, what are you, what are you picking up? Um, I'm definitely getting a little bit of that uh, wood that Paul was talking about and um, the earth tones. Mm -hmm. um, get a little bit of uh, pepper on the retro ale. Um, and I'm getting some spice. I don't know if anybody else has got yeah. some spice, but I got some spice. Would you on. call it bite? I would, <laughs> yes, I would call it a bitey. Yes, because it, it, yes, I, can, I agree with Nick on his bite comment. Oh, thank you, is anyone yes. picking up the, 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 the little funkiness in the beginning? Yes, I was. Yeah, I, the little sour Can, notes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I that wasn't went sure away. It was just me. So when you yep. have, no, when you have got, Skittles, still, you say still they're... recovering from Thanksgiving, so I don't know if anything I ate. Yeah, I thought it might be, might, might be the beer that I had before I came on the show, <laughs> but uh, no. I'm, so I'm, when you have Skittles, that's funky? Like, what do you, what do you mean by funky? Sour. Sour. Skittles? A little soury, maybe? We're not children, Dave. We're adults here. Yeah, and, and, and Snickers. Humans eat Skittles, so it's okay. You get, humans. You get eat that Skittles. little soury that turns into sweetness a little bit, mm -hmm. and then it kind of rolls right into woody notes in there for me. Like yeah. you get that this you cigar a, or yes. Skittles? No, not Skittles. What are you talking yes. about? Skittles is <laughs> straight sweetness for me. The, the but, tobacco um, I get from Skittles. Yes. Uh, no. When, if you're taking a long hit off, uh, a long pull on it, it uh, <laughs> I taste <laughs> sugar. History shows. I don't really know why. A lot of sugar. Um, but you get like that tangy that kind of rolls into woody sweetness, mm -hmm. and then you get the bite like right after a little bit. For mm. me, that you know what I mean. And then it actually goes. Pretty good with the old Forester as well. 
Cold, I mean, the burn is huh? very even. I mean, just look at it. all our cigars for the most part are just even right there. Nice, oh, nice yeah. ash. Uh, yeah, the white. construction's nice. Yeah, construction's the, the, nice. The uh, draw on mine is a little tighter than I normally like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it, it draws it draws well enough. The burn is fantastic. It's not affecting the um, uh, enjoyment of the flavors Ooh. or anything like that at all. Uh Okay, Dave's having a heart attack. He took oh. another sip. That's what you're hearing over there. I can feel my chest hair is growing. We might go down to the Three Musketeers in a few minutes. <laughs> but um, I'm getting a lot of wood, yeah. earth. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's really overpowering. None of these oh. things are really kind of overt yeah. flavors. They're very muted. They're yeah. subtle. Very, subtle is another word you could use. It's a very well balanced. Yeah, it is. I'm getting some of that spice in the retro. I don't get any of it on my palate. No. no. At all. Not at all. And um, uh, it's very smooth and there's almost a creamy kind of aspect to this. It's a very, mm. very well balanced cigar. I would have to say that the earth and the woodiness come across creamily. Creamily, yeah. That's not so a it's word, like, but yeah, you know, that's. I think that's why it's it's subtle. Creamsicle-y? It's creamily, creamily. It's not a word. Creamily, it is today. We'll Describing continue. a cigar in terms of creamsicleness <laughs> is not <laughs> something <laughs> you do. Not I did not say creamsicleness. Smoke. I did that just to get you. Yes, whatever. Yes. We do not use the term creamsicle to describe cigars. <laughs> oh my god! Damn. Banned. Banned from Creamsicle. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's um That's a soundboard. This 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 is a decent cigar. It is. It's very good. Yep. Now, uh, how would you compare it to other Lanceros that you've had? Oh, you had to go there, bro. Yeah, don't go there. <clears throat> oh, well, he asked a question. We must answer it. Yep. Uh, I would have to kind of put this Lancero, compared to all the other Lanceros that I've had, I'd probably have to put it at, like, do you want a number scale or just kind of... Well, like- here's the thing. Here's, a, here's, here's why I ask a question. This cigar is literally called, Now Leave Me the Hell Alone. Now, you either, you see, you either leave Steve the hell alone because he made a really good Lancero, Mm -hmm. or you leave Steve the hell alone because you don't want another of Steve's Lancero. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, I like this. This is a a good cigar. It's a good, it's a, it's a good Lancero. Yeah. You know, Um, I think I was expecting a little bit more flavor I from was, this yeah. it's it's the flavor is there and it's good yeah but i think steve tends to you know a lot of his cigars tend to be more in the medium to medium plus correct yeah and i'd say this is light medium yeah light medium yeah is how i would describe yep. this and so you know i'm i'm a little bit like hmm this isn't now steve would then say that lanceros are supposed to be more on the 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 sophisticated side more on the um, approachable approachable kind of you know um delicate side of things that's his interpretation of what a lancero is and and if that's his interpretation then i think he created something really good yeah that's a good way to use delicate yeah Yeah, and in his in Mm -hmm. his you know what i mean his vision this is 
you know, this is, you know, you hit the, the nail right on the head with this. It's very elegant. It's the construction is on point. It's very easy to smoke, very approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a really good Lancero. I think it's a Lancero. To add up to anything else, it would kind of be anywhere in the middle yeah. of, mm-hmm. of my Lancero experience. And I, you know, a couple of years I picked up, you know, a Lanceros and I started to get into the smaller ring gauges, the Coronas and stuff like that. And a lot of the Lanceros and the, uh, the Penatellas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of lays like in the middle. I'd still go back to it. If I was looking for something stronger, obviously it would be something else. But mm-hmm. as far as like, this would be a, a really good morning smoke, seven o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. you get yourself a bourbon and you get this and <laughs> look, you know what I mean? Like, you know, dude. Seven o'clock in the morning is not when you start drinking bourbon. Well, I do. It's when you start drinking coffee. I don't or drink tea. coffee or tea. Bourbon Maybe you should start coffee. if you're drinking bourbon <laughs> at seven. Your, your in the pre-workout. Morning. Well, my pre-workout's at like four. I start smoking at like six thirty-seven. You know what I mean? Like after my workout, I'm I, ready for some bourbon. Usually, you know, it <laughs> calms me down a little bit. Um, but yeah, this would lie like in the middle middle of the road type of Lancero that I would that I would approach on it. What do you think, mm. Paul? The flavor is, is very muted, uh, and again, it's not a bad word. It's just it's it's not there's no flavors that are really coming out to me other than the earth and maybe just a little of that pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, I've got I've, I've had Lanceros. The I mean, we can talk a little bit about it too with the. My two favorites are the eight, uh, 724, 1874 Lancero and the Aladino Elegante. Mm. And those are, just to me, are much more flavorful, uh, medium plus, medium full, um, but just super smooth and oh, that okay. spicy sweetness that you get is what I, what I really look for if I'm going to go for a Lancero. Right. All right. Uh, to give us a little more time uh, to smoke this cigar, let's talk a little bit about what's going on here at Twins. And uh, the first thing I'd like to talk about is that we have a uh, CRA, that's Cigar Rights of America, pack of cigars uh, for $150. It is a collection of very rare, hard-to-find cigars, some of which are not even in production. Um, And, you know, the Cigar Rights of America is a group that um, uh, works... Uh, in Congress to uh, fight for the uh, cigar rights uh, and, you know, to work for Mm -hmm. legislation that is uh, friendly and positive to the cigar and pipe market. And we need that. You know, you hear all the time there's all sorts of things going on where things are going against uh, the cigar community, all the taxes that are going on, the FDA is taking control over the cigar market. States are are going, you know, raising the age from 18 to 21 to smoke cigars. And we need all the help that we can get. Um, one of the great things I love about this pack is when you buy it, you are not only getting incredible uh, cigars. You're getting m- more than $150 worth of cigars if you see what's in this pack. Yeah. I mean, there's rare opus in this pack. Yeah. There is a uh, Padron Black that I don't think has ever been released on in this pack. No. There is great 
stuff. There's a uh, black diamond emerald uh, in that pack. That is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the cigars in that pack go for twenty or more dollars if you buy them, you know, singly somewhere. And uh, if half of them. half of your uh, purchase um, that that hundred and fifty bucks goes to support the CRA and goes to help keeping, frankly, <laughs> keeping us open and us in a job. I mean, we would not be doing this podcast if, you know, the the shop was closed. Right. So um, I'm very happy that we have these and encourage you to go out and uh, pick one up if you can to uh, help support the CRA and in doing so help support us or whatever your local B&M is. And then, uh, uh, Paul, why don't you talk a little bit about the uh, Drew Estate event coming up in December? So we have uh, on December 5th and uh, and 6th, uh, (laughs) December 5th will be at Hooksit, and December 6th will be here in Londonderry. We have Drew Estate with Mr. Nick Laramie. Nick Laramie. Hey, Nick Laramie. uh, He's just a fantastic guy, and uh, we all all love him, and uh, he's he's a character. He's an absolute character, so we uh, will be looking forward to that next weekend. That's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is very cool. You know, there'll be thirty some feet of table worth of uh, cigars Ooh, to oh choose God. from. Yes. Uh, that's yes. never a bad thing. Uh, never, you know that that uh, those cigars just are moving all the time. There are people yeah. here who buy those by the box for the day. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is you know just freaketh me out. Um, that's what Moses said, by the way, when he saw freaketh. the burning bush. Yeah. Freaketh me out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. In the original King James. Freaketh. Um, it's like creamily. You can stay... No. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay in touch with Twin Smoke Shop on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and, of course, the website, twinsmokeshop.com. What are our continuing impressions here of the Moisture Jasaka? Now leave me the hell alone, Lancero. Well, for somebody that doesn't make Lanceros um, and made it just to shut some of the fans up, it's it's true. That's in it's it's in the title, but um, mm. it's a good it's a good Lancero. Mm. It's a good light medium body Lancero. It's not crazy complex. You do get some nice notes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having Old Foresters. Um, uh, single barrel 724 and it's it's great with that um i'd love to get it pairing with something else maybe another cocktail um that we can probably get upstairs that'd have to be for another episode but it's a good lancero mm. it's it's not you know oh well this is you know it's too green or anything like that it's no know, there's it's, there's nothing like that absolutely I, not i think and, and maybe it's just me i was you know having smoked and enjoyed a lot of steve Saka's stuff which tends to be more medium to medium plus. Uh, he doesn't really make anything that, I mean, people, you know, I think sometimes have this idea that he makes this wicked strong, harsh, he doesn't. wicked peppery stuff. There are a couple of sticks that really fit that bill, but for the most part, it's very, you know, nice, rich, full flavored, but medium bodied Correct. stuff. And so this is, this is more on the lighter side. Yeah. You know, and it it is. It's something different for Steve. And so, uh, you know, I'm trying to get used to it. My expectations yeah. were not it's correct about what to expect right. with this cigar. It's it's something for 
because his his portfolio and the cigars that we carry are somewhere in the medium medium full range the tricky traca the you know the miquerida the you know sin compromiso those are all like medium medium full body cigars this cigar in his portfolio i think probably completes it um because it's something that you don't normally get from steve um it's that light medium body where Anybody that wants to try a Lancero or try to get introduced introduced to a nice, easygoing Lancero, they can pick this up and be like, hey, this is great. I'm going to start maybe smoking and trying other things now. That's true. I think this is a very approachable cigar. Would you yes, agree? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the, uh, the Old Forester, uh, when you have a little bit of that and then you take a drawer of the cigar, it, it brings out more of the earth notes to me. Yeah. Earth and wood. Mm. That's what I'm getting right yeah. right off the bat. It's uh, it's very, very smooth, incredibly consistent, too. It is. Yeah. It hasn't changed one bit. Are you talking about the cigar or the drink? Both. The drink is very... <laughs> no, very no, the cigar. The drink cigar. is very consistent. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Dave, do you think the drink is very approachable as well? I can't remember. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> drink it all. all right. He drank it all again. Very good, Dave. That a boy. Take your medicine, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the, the, the cigar, I'm getting a lot of those earth and wood tones. The um, I feel like, for me, it's it's one of the things I like about Lanceros is uh, they tend to build um, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, the only I've only I am limited in Lanceros that I've smoked before. Um, so far, this is this is my favorite. Mm. Um, Why I is just, it your favorite? It's my favorite because it's it, I've, to me it had more flavor than the last one I smoked. Mm. But I mean it, that could have been any number of reasons, be it mood, be it what I ate or whatnot. But mm-hmm. uh, from right now at this point in time, this is the my favorite. Uh, I feel like it, the flavors are getting. Uh, stronger for me. I feel mm-hmm. like it's building up a little bit, becoming more like a, a medium plus cigar for me. Um, and that's one of the things I like about the Lanceros is that they build. They're they're kind of light and mm. fluid, and then <clears throat> they become hotter and harsher as they go as they go through. And I like that a lot. One of my favorite things about the cigar is the uh, retro. Yes. Yeah, you know, you get you get a lot of that woody oakiness yep. in the retro, and you do get that kind of dash of of black pepper in there. Yeah, and yeah. it's not super harsh, no. you know, but it does kind of add a little bit of depth, mm-hmm. you know, to to what you're tasting, what you're smelling. And I that's my favorite thing about this cigar. I love the retro on this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice. You know, it's uh, entering. You know, this this is gonna air on December 2nd and that gets us into the Christmas season or holiday season if you know you celebrate something else um, gets me into jury duty yay gets you into jury duty but this is the time of year when people start to come and uh, buy uh, holiday gifts for their friends and loved ones who are cigar smokers and um you know, the question I want to ask uh, at this point for uh, Pastor Padron's Cigar Confessions is when should you start buying cigars? Um, well, it depends. If it's for Christmas, uh, yeah. what we're talking about, you can start and probably in the beginning of, you could probably do it in the beginning of December. You could start there. Because yeah. we have a lot of the packs that we sell. Um, including the CRA pack, is 
is a Boveda pack. It's a huge Boveda pack. So you can keep those in a sock drawer or something like that or keep them in a room where the temperature is at, you know, a good level, 65, 60, and they'll stay they'll stay fresh. Um, if you want, you can get a couple of a uh, couple of cigars, we'll put them in a um a 724 bag with a Boveda pack and they'll stay fresh until you have to give it to somebody. I don't I mean honestly the earlier the better. We've got some great deals going on currently and uh like, like Nick was saying, uh, don't be afraid to buy them now and uh, that they're going to dry up by the time December 25th comes along because uh, the humidity packs will keep them fresh for a long period of time. And uh, there's a lot of events that we'll be having uh, specifically as we get closer to that week before Christmas. Yeah. So you want to take advantage of all of that and uh, just come on down. You know, we'll help you with your purchase. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll help keep them fresh too. Yep. Yeah, I know a lot of people like to wait until uh, the night before Christmas, as the song goes. But uh, you do not have to do that. You can uh, beat the rush and come now and enjoy the best selection of uh, holiday packs that are available in your local brick and mortar, and certainly uh, the ones that are here at Twins. And um, uh, Nick brings up the very uh, uh, good point that uh, a lot of these packs are humidified bags, and they're going to last to Christmas and, frankly, beyond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can spend a buck and get a little uh, Boveda pack that will keep your cigars properly humidified uh, uh, well through the season. Uh, and as long as you keep the cigars in a place where the temperature is, you know, 65, 70 degrees, they're going to be fine. So... Um, you know, you don't have to wait. Um, the next thing I'd say is certainly su- support your local brick and mortar. If you are uh, at all in the New Hampshire area, we'd ask that you support, you know, twins, of course. But uh, we know we have listeners who are out of state and out of country. Uh, support your local brick and mortar if you can. If you have to mail order them, however, um, my recommendation to you is to do that as soon as possible. You have no idea what kind of condition uh, the, the the cigars will be traveling in, mm-hmm. even if they're in humidified packs. You know, they, they might be in a very cold truck. They might be in some very hot places. There might not be any humidified packs in whatever you order from whatever online place you do. And... Uh, Cigars, when you mail order them, you really want them to have about two weeks to rest in a good, consistent, humidified environment uh, before they're smoked to assume that, that they, to assume, to allow them to get to the point where they are, um, uh, the, the humidity in the tobacco is evened out and the temperature is evened out inside. And so if you do need to mail order them, and, of course, that's something that you can do with twins. Anywhere in the United States, we can ship. Um, you want to do that as soon as possible so that they have that two-week period of time mm-hmm. to kind of rest before they're given out. Anyone else have anything to add to that? I think you nailed it. Yep. You nailed it right ahead, man. Good job, Dan. Oh, also. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, also, to don't wait on some of the cigars. If you're a lot of the cigars. What? Yeah. Don't wait, because some of the cigars that we're bringing in uh, just for this month and some of the deals are rare cigars. So you don't want to wait on that, because if you wait, 
they won't be there uh, towards the end of, you know, towards Christmas, getting in that last week. They might not be there, so don't wait. Come on in and buy them. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Get to your B&M. Because we'll, we'll start to, especially twins and a lot of other retailers, we'll start to get and in. also, don't forget to vote for twins if yeah. you haven't already. Very true. Thank you. Very true. You want to explain that, Dave? Yeah. Uh, we were nominated as tobacconist of the year, one of five stores in the United States, which is an insane honor in itself. Uh, but to uh, to be able to win that would be a huge achievement for us and for Kurt, and I totally think we deserve it. So please vote for Twins. And how do you do that? You scan. You go. <laughs> <laughs> you go to tobaccobusiness.com forward slash awards twenty, and there are a whole slew of categories for which you can vote. One of them is tobacconist of the year. And we are the fifth choice on there. But as the Bible says, the last shall be first. So go and vote and help us bring home that award. And if you've already done so, thank you very, very much. If you have not, please go and do it. Yay. Yes. So what is um, uh, our final verdict on the Moistra de Saka NLMTHA Lancero? If you, Nick. Hap, well, if you bought, if Nick. you're if you're in, yes, I'm here. Uh, if you're in the shop, come and grab it. It's a great smoke. Mm. Paul, I think on its own, it's a it's a really really good cigar. Medium smoke, uh, earth, wood, pepper, slight sweetness, but for the most part, for me, that earthy uh, wood wood uh, notes are, are very prevalent. Um, so I would say, yeah, on its own, it's a, it's a very very good smoke. I'd give it two thumbs up. Two thumbs, thumbs all right. Dave. Um, I think it's very well balanced. For me, it's been building, um, getting tastier as it goes through. Mm-hmm. I'm in the final third. Um, I like the the earthy woodiness from it. The retro hail is very pleasant, as everybody's agreed. Yep. Uh, yeah, two thumbs up for me. Good job, Saka. Two thumbs up for me, too. Um, this was not the cigar that I had expected. But it is still a very, very good cigar, and uh, the construction is great. Um, the burn has been re- – this has been one of the best burning cigars I think I've had on the show. I know other people have had different experiences with things, but this cigar has burned so even for me. Um, it's, it's really, really great. And uh, it's been very enjoyable, very consistent. Those nice, um, earthy, oaky flavors – are just very well balanced and is staying very consistent through the whole cigar. Mm. And uh, if you like uh, Lanceros that are on that medium side of things, uh, this is definitely uh, a good choice for you. All right, we have now switched gears and we are ready to review our pipe tobacco of the week. And this week we are doing Potlatch by mm-hmm. Seattle Pipe Club. This was uh, blended by Joe Langford and released by Seattle Pipe Club back in uh, 2015. And on the tin it says Potlatch, the traditional Northwest Indian celebration of plenty. Sumptuous feasts and ritual ceremonies lasted weeks 
Gifts were shared by many old and new friends. The Seattle Pipe Club's potlatch is just such a gift of our pipe tobacco. Enjoy this lavish mixture of seven rare ingredients. Black Cavendish, Mary's with Luxury Burley, Cyprian Latakia, Bright Virginia's, Turkish Orientals, and Acadian Perique. Unquote. Uh, this is manufactured by Sutliff. It is a Balkan blend, if you want to classify it as anything. I mean, this... Uh, pipe tobacco blend, as you heard, has almost every pipe tobacco that there is under the sun inside it. Uh, Black Cavendish, Burley, Latakia, Turkish, Oriental, Virginia, and Perique. There is uh, no additional casing. It's a ribbon cut. And um, uh, unfortunately, things have been, or fortunately, depending on how you look at them, uh, things are standing room only up at the 724 Lounge. Oh, yeah. <coughs> And so we have been brought our uh, drinks already. Paul, what is it that we are drinking via Kendra tonight? So tonight we are drinking the Omegang Rosetta. And I'm, I'm going to do my best. Uh, do, your, do your best. best do your Kendra, best. Kendra impersonation. Impersonation here. So uh, <clears throat> what this is, is uh, Omegang's uh, brewmaster, Phil Leinhardt, uh, had a recipe and uh, called for a perfectly balanced blend of old, aged on cherries that have been uh, aging for at least three years, uh, and a young, uh, young Flemish brown ale with a lively and fruity creek or cherry beer. The result is a complex yet refreshing mahogany brown brew that is an intriguing interplay of tartness and sweetness. Mm. And I would agree with that. Yes, yes, as would I. Wholeheartedly. Let's take a sip of this. Mm. See, right away, I can, I can absolutely taste the cherries. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's very refreshing. Very good. Yep. I mean, it's, it's my first initial thoughts were that it was almost like a, a cider. Mm. Yeah, Kind right? of a thing. Uh, cherry cider. Um, but, there's, but there's definitely that cherry bit, and you do have that kind of tart, and then it goes to the sweet finish. Mm. And... Um, you know, first thought, I think that goes with this tobacco. This is a uh, um, a blend that is very unique. Um, you know, really what's, you know, the, there's the, the black Cavendish has this kind of undergoing sweetness going on. Mm. Um, the Burleys, you know, bring this kind of earthy, nutty tone to them. And those, I think, really kind of form the base flavors. And then... Mm. There's that Latakia that ends that lends that smokiness mm. to it. The Turkish and Orientals mm. have this kind of floral, you know, little bit of sweet, little bit of sour note to it. The Virginias have that little bit of sweet, fruity nature, and the Perique just brings that little bit of spice. I mean, this there's so much going on mm. in this tobacco here. And what are what are you guys picking up? So when I when I <clears throat> took a, uh, a a little sip of the beer and had the the first drawer of the tobacco absolutely brought out the fruity, mm. fruity yeah. sweetness of the tobacco. It is fantastic. It <laughs> really, really is. And I am getting those uh, earthy, nutty tones as well. That mm-hmm. the, the retro hail is very, very smooth. Uh, just, just a little bit of smokiness to it. So I mm-hmm. guess that's from the Latakia. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is a perfectly well balanced tobacco. 
Oh yeah, a lot going on. Absolutely, the, the sweet and the spice and the tanginess that mm. from the pipe tobacco mm. is goes so well with that tangy sweetness of that that beer, and it's ooh, it's so good, mm. it's so good. Yeah. I think they're both very bright. Yes, mm. you know this, this tobacco, cheery even, cheery. Yeah, this is a very. I think the the idea that this is named after this celebration, you know the the this. Uh, Native American celebration called the potlatch. I mean, you, you kind of get that feeling. Like this should kind of gets you up and moving and happy, and, and it's that kind of that kind of flavor. And certainly, this uh, um, beer uh, goes with it. Now, was it by chance, or did we did, was this planned that we would have this tobacco during Thanksgiving weekend? Since we are celebrating Native Americans too, that's they were the first ones to celebrate with the pilgrims. So is it was it was it by design? Or? This was this was kind of my design. This has been on this week's schedule for yeah. a little bit. The um, cigar, you know, has changed several times, <laughs> but this this has remained the same. Although I, I have to confess that the, the uh, Native American aspect was not, you know, something that originally I was thinking about. Mm. But it does. It makes yeah. it makes a great. Yeah. tie-in to um, the Thanksgiving period that uh, we're having here. Um, Dave, what do you think of the tobacco? Um, I think it's pairing really well with the like the with the beer. They um, the beer has this uh, sweet tart uh, cherryness to it. The tobacco has like a sweet tart dried fruitiness to it. Um, uh, they're perfectly balanced. I, I, I would even dare say they were like made for each other to be it's, paired. It's mm. it's seem for me it's it's seamless. Mm. Like it going from the pipe tobacco and the drink, you don't even notice at times that they're two different <laughs> things. They're just like it blends so well together. Mm. It's like you're you're you know taking a hit of the, the pipe and that you're getting that fruity tartness and then you're taking a sip of the uh, of the the beer and it's just like you're getting another wash of that sweet tartness in there and it's crisp and it's it's subtle and it's just almost it's almost perfect it's un, it's really seamless for me as far as back and forth yeah, yeah, I think the the pipe smoke brings out the cherry in the drink, and I think the drink brings out the Virginia in the pipe. Uh, I think it's it's really well done. Yep. Yeah, this is a great example of I think um, why taking the time to think about pairing what you're drinking with what you're smoking is important. You know that uh, I think you know body wise, these are both you know medium. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. maybe medium plus, but mm-hmm. I'd say I'd say a strong medium. Yeah. You know, and um, so neither one is going to be um, overpowering the other one in terms of flavors. But the flavors they each have have enough in common that they really, you know, bring out. Um, th- th- they really complement each other, and yeah. they have enough differences yep. that uh, that complement each other that it it tends to bring out more of the beer and more of the tobacco at the same time. Yeah. So one of the things, one of the big reasons to do a pairing is to maximize your experience of what you're smoking and what you're drinking to, to increase that enjoyment. And uh, if you don't think about that at all or don't care about that at all, um, sometimes you can 
you know, make your cigar or make your pipe, you know, much less enjoyable than it normally would be if the drink that you're having with it is too strong or the flavors are so different or diverse mm-hmm. that you don't taste one or the other, you know. Um, in this case, I think, you know, uh, we're all in agreement that there is the 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 beer and the um, tobacco here are complementing each other so well. There's this kind of increased complexity because of the drink and the tobacco together. Mm. It's, it's incredible. I, and the the smooth and Christmas uh, crispness, <laughs> not Christmas. It's smooth and Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yes. Um, it's it's just it's like it's so well balanced and it's so it goes so well with the tobacco it's ridiculous mm. the, it's it's they're made together they're made for each other it's unbelievable i definitely would like to have this pairing again on christmas oh yeah this is like a perfect christmas i'd like to I, I can drink this and smoke this every day for the rest of my life right now like this is unbelievable well that brings up an interesting question would you guys think this is kind of an all day smoke i i I don't think I'd go as far as saying an all-day smoke. Mm-hmm. I would think for me, um, the sweetness would probably get to me, and it would probably <laughs> run its course quite quickly. Like, I can do this every day, but to do it all day yeah. would probably... Uh, my palate would get tired of the sweetness, like, 24 hours. I can do this for probably a good two hours, smoke a, a few bowls of this. But then, you know what I mean, I'd my palate would probably look for something more, look for something less. Um, just, you know, turn the corner and go for, you know, a full Latakia or a full English or something like that, mm-hmm. just to kind of mix it up. Is this something that I could smoke every day? Absolutely. What do you think, Paul? I, I, I Actually, I think I could smoke this all day long. I really do. I think there's a lot going on here. I, I pick up the sweetness, but there's also that those earthy, uh, nutty tones that I'm getting. Mm. Um, this little bit of spice on the retrohale, but it's incredibly smooth, incredibly yep. smooth. Mm. And you know, if you're going to smoke something all day, you know, you don't want something that's going to be too overpowering or uh, an aromatic. You, you want to be able to smoke something that's going to be pleasant to the to the to your palate. And this is very, uh, uh, very pleasant to my palate. I, I could, it's comforting. It really is. I, I could, I could definitely sit down and smoke this for a long period of time. It's definitely a, a winter porch smoke. Yes. Yeah. You know. Um, I feel like for me it would be definitely something after a savory meal. Mm-hmm. Like I think it would be a perfect after meal and drink smoke. Uh, um, obviously with the with the drink, um, but yeah, this will this would be. Great. <laughs> I think this would be great after some good apple pie. This would mm. be a great smoke for uh, you know what I mean. Definitely an apple pie smoke. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's good. You know what I mean. Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, so whether it's an all-day smoke or not, that's up for debate. But it is certainly a repeatable smoke. Absolutely, you can certainly oh, have yes. this. You know, several times back to back. It's uh, very nice, very complex. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about what's coming uh, uh, up this month uh, here at Twins. That is pipe related, and that is one big event. December fourteenth, we're having the Peterson Pipe Show with Mark Mormar of uh, Loud DC Distribution Group. Uh, here at Twins in Londonderry. That's a Saturday uh, from 12 to 4. Mark will be here 
all day long and uh and that event will be going on from 12 to 4 specifically uh there will be a metric ton of peterson pipes that's a lot of pipes that's a lot of pipes Mm. peterson has been making pipes since 1865 um a they are the oldest maker of briar pipes in existence and um they are fantastic pipes they make uh, some of the best and most sought-after pipes in the world, and we'll have a huge selection for you to choose on. They're all going to be on sale too, and um, uh, everything uh, that uh, uh, all the tobacco that uh, Loud DC Distribution Group does, like GLPs and Cornell and Deal and Presbyterian, are all going to be on sale too. There'll be all sorts of uh swag and events and raffles going on during that time too so if you are at all in the area and thinking about a new pipe or a christmas pipe um peterson peterson's christmas pipes uh this year are fantastic Uh, i'd encourage you to come down and and on the 14th and and uh get one of those and uh, they also just came out with a new series of pipe uh pipes called shorts where they take a lot of their um, most popular sizes and kind of make a shorter, stubbier version of them. They're not like small enough where they'd be classified as what are called nose warmers, where the bowl ends up being right under your nose and you know the heat from the pipe kind of warms your nose, hence the name nose, nose warmer. warmer. But they are a little bit more compact, but the bowls remain the same size as the traditional size pipes, and uh, I'm excited to see those. So make sure you make it here for December 14th um, from 12 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, You can follow what's going on at Twins Pipe Club on Facebook and on Instagram at Twins Pipe Club. Go figure. Um, Continuing thoughts on potlatch here. What are we uh, picking up? Anything different? Is the bowl getting more complex as it's going down the bowl? Is it staying the same? Is you know what's what's going on, Paul? <clears throat> to me, it's staying the same. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting that uh, nice, sweet, dried fruit, um, the the nuttiness, the spice, and again, the spice is just very, very subtle. And it's again picking up that mostly on the retro hill, uh, but it's incredibly well, uh, very, very complex, but very smooth. Um, I'm really enjoying this. Staying the same for me. Um that sweetie not sweetie <laughs> sweetie sweet tartiness that sweetiness i the just sweetiness, love it i just i love it um the sweetness the the tartiness getting the 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 earthiness in there too um, you mean the tartness the tartness tartiness tartiness i'm always late um but yeah it's it's staying pretty consistent it's not getting mm. more complex less complex um it's not changing or anything being pretty consistent through the through the end of the bowl here, and I'm pretty much down. I'm a fast smoker, and uh, apparently, geez, yeah, I'm already and down. And seven only three twenty. That's it's a big impressive. Bowl. It's an extra big bowl. Yeah, Should mm-hmm. last but it you was about forty five minutes. It was it lasted it, you fifteen. It was so good though. <laughs> it was so <laughs> good. I could have. That bowl I, must be so hot. I could have put her down. <laughs> it's, Dave, it's it's warm, but you know it's not too hot. What are you thinking, Dave? I'm thinking it's um it stayed very consistent. Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm thoroughly enjoying the pairing. Mm. Um, it's a 
very beautiful <laughs> ceremony of flavors. It's beautiful, beautiful, unbelievable. Yes, uh, I would agree. I don't. I don't think that uh, it's it's doing anything different. Uh, on the other hand, <laughs> it's so freaking complex as it is mm. with everything that's in there. Yeah. There's so many ingredients. I don't think we've ever done an, uh, a, a blend that has seven different kinds of tobacco in it. Um, uh, it, it really is. Uh, one reviewer said there's every tobacco under the sun in, in this mix. Um, I uh, chuckled when I read that because that's basically true. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, um, it, you know, it, there is. There's a lot going on. And um, it's very, very enjoyable. I love the fact that, you know, the, the here's a great example of a blend where Latakia is really playing a very supportive role and not a forefront role. And mm-hmm. so you're getting a you're getting a taste of that smokiness, a taste of that you know kind of mesquite flavor, but it's really there you know in a supportive role. And, and um, so many times in in English blends or Balkan blends, you it's much more pronounced. And I love the fact that the way he's blended this has let you enjoy it in such a way that it's kind of muted. You know, and um, it's just helping me to appreciate Latakia more. You, you know what I mean? Um, I'm really, really enjoying this. Absolutely. Now, Dave, you brought up that this was a great uh, Christmas blend, mm. that this is something you could see yourself smoking on Christmas, uh, along with drinking this uh, uh, Omegang, uh Rosetta on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I would agree with you there. And that brings up... What I'd like to talk about in this half of the show, and that is, and that is, Christmas music. Oh, Christmas music! You may really love Christmas music, but if you work in retail, you get Christmas music a lot more than other people get Christmas music. You see, you people who drive in your cars and listen to podcasts, you get to turn it on and turn it off, not us. We get to listen to it all day long, our whole shift. And usually, Christmas music starts today. For some people, it starts a lot earlier. Dave, you were telling me that they were playing Christmas music... In my local Walmart. At your at, local Walmart. At, at, on November 1st. On November 1st. Yep. Yep. Two mu- uh, not even Thanksgiving yet. You know, um, Halloween just over, and it's already Christmas season. I've seen Christmas trees out for months, months now, and it's not mm-hmm. even uh, December when we're taping this episode. And, um, uh, but, you know, the the thought is that Christmas music actually makes people want to spend more money. And that's why it's played. Studies have shown that Christmas music actually puts people in a better mood and makes them want to be more giving. Mm. And so my question for you guys is, are you for nonstop Christmas music or not in the store? How much is too much? How soon is too soon? What are your thoughts on this subject. 
working in a retail environment for most of my life and being forced to listen to Muzak uh, radio where it's just, you know, whether it's originals or covers or, or what have you, um, I, you know, just from a pure point of sanity, um, <laughs> the later the better, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, I have, uh, I think if you're going to do it, you need to be, if you're going to do it early, you need to diversify and make it like a sprinkling and then intensify over the weeks or whatever, you know, don't just let the hammer down, you know, <laughs> um, you got to ease into it. <laughs> um, that being said, you know, I am thankfully, um, I'm in control of the music when I'm at work. <laughs> That's true. So it's, it's wonderful. Mm. Um, and um, I prefer the, the heavier rock and roll side of Christmas music versus the traditional. I've yet to hear any of that, but uh, I'll bring it up to Sean uh, tomorrow and see if we can play some of that during, uh, during our retail hours. Yep. Sled and Hill album by August Burns Red is particularly go. fantastic. There's only uh, there's only so much Mariah Carey Christmas songs I can take, you know what I mean? I I love the lady, she's got a great voice, but man, there's only so much Mariah Carey I can take. Paul, <laughs> there's a difference between classical, oh, sorry, classic Christmas music, which is you know like Andy Williams, Bing Crosby. Yeah, and then Sinatra. The, the Sinatra. Sinatra, absolutely. That those are, those are the ones I enjoy listening to. I do. And then everyone else's rendition. You know, <laughs> you got. I mean, think about all the the, the bands from the seventies and eighties and nineties and today that, yeah. that have their own version of these. And I can't listen to those. I'm sorry, I cannot do that. It's but, tough, man. But, but what I try to do is, besides the classic uh, tunes, is sprinkling in classical Christmas music. Yeah. I.e. Bach. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that because I grew up in a musical family. Um, oh. But I, I really appreciate the, you know, the the chorals and, and the, you know, uh, oratorios and, and things like that, that, you know, the uh, these old classical uh, composers have created. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, created hundreds of years ago. And it, you, you can get... I, if you look in the Pandora, the, you'll see that I've chosen <laughs> since I've been here several different programs, and there's the classic and there's the classical, and I will yep. we'll go back and forth because I can't listen to uh, the same songs being sung by you know umpteen different uh, artists and and their rendition. It just it's just too much for me. I think I could listen to uh, uh, Bobby Buble like all day long Christmas stuff. He's got like a very soothing Christina voice. Aguilera. Uh, there's only no. so much. I, like oh God, all no, that please. Christina Aguilera, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, <laughs> Mariah <laughs> Carey, like that stuff. Get, you know, after a few too times, much. <clears throat> it's too much. After See, a few times, it gets on my nerves. But yeah. Bobby, man, I could listen to him all day. That's the thing I love about the that August Burns Red album, though, is is that there's no. Vocals. Can you say that without slurring? August Burns Red. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there are no vocals. Only two of the songs have vocals, so it's it's fantastic. So it's mostly no vocals. But yeah, that's what I said. Ninety percent. I'm a fan of no vocals on a lot of Christmas music. Yeah, Just yes. listen to the music itself. Mm-hmm. And yep. can we agree that uh, George Michael's Last Christmas? 
is not a Christmas song <laughs> and should never be played around the Christmas There's season. No argument watch, here. Watch or perhaps, tomorrow. Or perhaps ever. Watch tomorrow. It's going to play like 15 times. When it plays tomorrow, I will hit the thumbs down sign. <laughs> hit it for me, too. On the Pandora Switch, and it will never play again. Mm-hmm. Again? Yes. Are there other songs that you guys hate? Any, any when it comes when it comes to what about, Christmas, what anything about, by what about the, or the boy bands, the, any of the that? Uh, now dubbed the date rape song? Oh Jesus! Yes, we're going there. Hey, baby, it's cold. Baby, oh, it's yeah. cold outside. No, I like that. That's my, uh, I really. My like. wife, hey, baby, it's cold outside. My wife no, loves Come that on song. inside, baby. Yeah. Don't I, leave, baby. Wasn't that walking in a winter wonderland? No, no, because that, that no, was no, labeled no, no. A, a date rape song too. No. Yes. Walking in a winter yes, wonderland? No. Yes. I Listen think you're on drugs. Listen to the lyrics, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Frosty the Snowman might be more of a date rape song. Mm-hmm. At least I feel like I've been, you know, m- you know, treated very badly after listening to that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my Charlie goodness! Brown. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> let's, let's bring it back, guys. Let's Feliz Navidad. That's another song that yeah. I can. Do without. Yeah, me too. Songs where the same thing is repeated 97 times. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, exactly. Feliz Navidad. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why that song is so popular. I don't get why people, you know, drink Bud Light, and I don't understand why people like Feliz Navidad. I don't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. Well, repetition is how humans learn. So at the core, repeating crap over and over again is just how things sell. You mean like Star Wars? <laughs> the same plot over and over again. That's over true. and over and over. Well, when will the Sith I, I learn honestly, that having a big ball that shoots planets out of the sky is the wrong idea? Especially when they have the same little flaw in every single one. <laughs> we got to fly an obsolete 50-year-old little cruiser into the middle of it and drop a pinball down the center and it blows up. <laughs> the Death Star has had more lives than a cat. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> they well, just keep rebuilding. Yeah. That's right. Just yeah. keep well, rebuilding yeah. it. One of the most popular phrases in, 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 in humanity is history repeats itself. And I think I think that was probably the the horse they were trying to beat. Either that and or they, they had, did. The dead horse. <laughs> Either the that or horse. they had never heard of Einstein who said the height of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Uh, well, wisdom. Nobody ever said the evil was logical. Well, we can all take comfort in the fact that Christmas—I mean, Christmas season—is four weeks this year, not five. So, true. There is a reprieve, a little bit. True. Yeah, we actually had a, a five-week, thirty-day month, which is pretty rare. Usually, it's a thirty-one. Okay. All right. <laughs> what? Is our final verdict on Potlatch by Seattle Pipe Club? Incredibly enjoyable, um, very smooth, uh, lots of flavor, lots of different things going on. Um, I'm really enjoying this. I'm I'm giving this two thumbs up. Nick, 
18. Me? This, this probably this, yeah, this 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 I'm more than likely going to be buying tomorrow mm-hmm. because it is very good. It's it's not overbearing. It's not strong. Like you said, the Latakia kind of plays a supportive role in there, which is really nice. Um, it's very, very flavorful, complex, easygoing, and it's just it's very pleasant. It's very, very pleasant. Dave. I think that this potlatch potluck of tobacco is amazing. And <laughs> I think it goes very well um, with the beer Excellent. itself. Yes, Excellent. Um, I love it. Totally going to buy one tomorrow. That's good. Yes. I would have to agree. This is a very good pipe tobacco. I didn't quite know what to expect when opening the tin. The tin note on this stuff is really, really nice. Oh, you just get these nice, earthy, spicy, zesty kind of smells out of that uh, tin there and uh, the tobacco doesn't disappoint and you would think that with the the throwing everything in the kitchen sink into this you know <laughs> mix you know what good is going to come from that and Joe Langford just created something brilliant and yeah. it's very bright it's very rich it's uh, very smooth and creamy and has all these different flavors going on they all play very well together and um it is a wonderful, wonderful, very celebratory blend. Yeah. I think it's very well named. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I'm certainly going to want to pick some up for myself. You have been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twin Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thank you for listening, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Not Just Blowing Smoke.